Legends in Training is a D&D podcast for adults. Check the description for content warnings. Last time on Legends in Training. You drop your knees and you hear the whinny of a horse. They captured the unicorns and they put them in a demiplane. If if we want to do this, pretend you guys are trapped, like we can do it. Hey, boss, Larry came back and he brought prisoners. You feel a dagger pierce through your back and it goes all the way through you and into Larry's back. Larry falls to the ground. Robin, you see a bright light flash over Octavius. Octavius drops. Ah, fuck. Arania, you throw the belt and you see the portal closes and another portal opens up. What are you doing here? I just took care of Castiel. Dad. (sighs) Sandira. We need an extraction bad. We use the belt. It closed the portal. I frightened a cloud giant and they all went berserk and the hidden daggers are getting fucking murdered right now. But dad's not under mind control anymore. Uh, And you hear the screaming of unicorns. Open the unicorn portal. This ends now. Who's going with me? Welcome back, guys, to Legends in Training, a D&D podcast where we play fun times with fun friends. It's me, fun dad friend, Dad Zach. Uh, and he- here I'm joined with my uh, normal cast, my wonderful group of friends. Hi, I'm Dakota, and today I'll be playing Robin Woodsley. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler, fun son friend. And uh, I'm back to playing. <laughs> I'm back to playing Sandira this week. Uh, warlock Eldrin elf boy who is really pissed ready to fight I'm Phoenix and I'm back to playing Aranya who's a Simic hybrid druid and she is very excited to see whatever Sandira has planned hi this is Madison my poor Birdman is dead and I'm playing something that's for sure awesome that's why she's here <laughs> You are here sitting in front of a portal to what looks to be some sort of hellscape, uh, some sort of demiplane. You see fire, red skies. Uh, You can hear the whinnies of unicorns coming through the portal. What do we do, guys? There is an aura of just pure magical energy warping around Sandira, from what I understood from the end of last time. And he's just making this sort of like determined walk towards the portal and he just like lets out a guttural just this ends now. Arani is um, interested. Um, She's not angry. She's not upset, but she has this kind of slick smile on her face as she um, stands behind Sandira watching him get angry with her arms crossed. And and in her mind, she's thinking this is going to be fun. What's going through Robin's head at this (laughs) point? Robin's hungry. He's you're starting to see the, the 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 snout start to snarl a little bit, a little bit of salivating, and he is ready to rip someone apart. He he's finally ready to see some real action here. Awesome. As you all begin to start walking towards the portal, you hear the galloping of hooves, and all of a sudden, jumping through the portal is a unicorn. However, this unicorn seems to be ill something's wrong with it there's deformities um the skin is multi-toned um there's a little bit of fire off the back um and it begins to start kind of running wild in the burrow general thunderfoot who was planning on coming with you looks at the three of you and goes i can handle this you just go ahead and take care of what's in there we'll close the portal 
And when you're ready, you can come back. And he kind of pushes you off. He runs up. Let me roll. He runs up and grabs the unicorn by the neck uh, and kind of reins it in as the portal begins to start shaking. I'm headed in. Hell yeah. Yep. We're running in. Uh, yeah, running in. As you enter the hellscape, you see what looks to be very similar to any kind of meat-making facility like a slaughterhouse. There are these long stretches of pins, and in each one of those pins is a unicorn. Uh, there's blood that has been like leaking through the pins into these big grates that are kind of draining it. You see six individuals that look like your typical run-of-the-mill hidden daggers. Each one of them has a whip and a dagger. And you see three individuals that are a bit taller than your average run-of-the-mill hidden dagger. They're covered in leather, black. They have leather masks over their face, very tight and form-fitting. Each one of them carrying a cat of nine tails, which is... Like a whip, but nine of them with blades at the end. And a long scimitar. And you see them walking around and they are lashing a unicorn here, a unicorn there. And on each one of their backs is a different weapon. Okay. And you see every time they lash one, uh, their weapons kind of glow a little bit here and there. As this all happens, they turn and they're like, hey. All of these hidden daggers turn towards all of you. You're not with the boss. Sandira smiles, holds his hand out, and his quarterstaff appears in his hand. You can see steam kind of flowing off of him. Hell yeah. Does he say anything? No, he's just walking towards him. Okay, cool. If that's the case, let's go ahead and roll into initiative. What season is Sandira? He's turning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are there any like platforms or rate, like higher areas around here? Or is this just like an open spot with a pin? You could probably climb up on top of the pin stuff. I don't know how stable it is and how long lasting it is. It all looks kind of shitty and hastily built, but uh, you can definitely attempt it. So we get dirty 20. Nice. Nine. It's so cool Sandira gets a cool entrance and then doesn't go first. I love it. 22. 22. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. Gotta be faster than a radio, apparently. Maddie, can you go ahead and roll as well? Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to or not. No, it's fine. The okay. six. You're gonna have to make a name up on the fly, just letting you know. Yay! Um, <laughs> anyway, so these hidden dagger individuals start turning towards you and the fight begins. Arania, you are the first one to react. What do you do? The torture trio are about 60 feet away, Mm -hmm. and there are a couple of guards that are within 30 feet, a couple of guards in 45, and a couple of guards in 50. Then I want to cast Fog Cloud, which is a 20-foot radius spear of fog from me to... um, Blind, not blind, but um, obscure. Yeah, yeah obscure the their vision. I'm I'm pretty sure we're all close together, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to basically obscure their vision from us. Okay. Just adds up. It works both ways. 
you also can't just see through fog. Well, unfortunate for us. Are we still running it? Yeah. All right, <laughs> still cool. run it. Do you put the fog cloud kind of in between both of you, both groups? Or yes. Okay, cool. The fog cloud spreads out about 20 feet either side, so about 40 feet total. Remember just where you are. a wall of fog in between you guys and the hidden dagger thugs. Neat. Rolls in. Next, we move on to Robin. Uh, seeing the fog cloud pop up, is there anything that I can climb to get a little bit of a bird's eye view of what's going on? Yeah, Rainia. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> as of right now, roll me a perception. Eight. There's fog clouds in your way, dog. Big old fog cloud. Uh, can I run around it? It's 40 feet. Well, if we're in the middle, it's 20 feet. 20 feet, feet and 20 some feet. change. Go ahead. Cool. I'll use 30 feet to get to the side of it so I can try to see around it. Bet. Cool. You look over through the side of it. Yeah, about 40 feet from you, there's a couple of things you can climb up to get like a overhead Oh, view. at this point, I'm looking for enemies. Okay, yeah. You definitely see two guys that are maybe 25 feet away from you. Yeah, no, we're just, we're going to go ahead and ready the longbow and go for an attack with sharpshooter and battlemaster precision strike. What does that do? Uh, allows me to add a D8 to the attack roll before or after the attack roll. Okay. Uh, and sharpshooter's the negative five for plus 10. Yeah. I'm familiar with sharpshooter. So, shit in the box. <laughs> Don't do that in the box. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in the box. So that's eleven plus nine is a dirty twenty. Minus five is fifteen. Plus a D eight. Seventeen. You hit. So that's plus ten points. Plus a one D eight. Sixteen points. Oh, so good. Yeah, you uh, let loose an arrow and. It connects. Where where do you aim at? What are you aiming for with this guy? I want to shoot him in the kneecap. Dude, you shoot him in the kneecap? I want to stagger him. And he falls straight down into the mud, and blood just starts pouring. You hit some artery in his leg, and he's bleeding to death. He just starts screaming out in pain. Oh. Uh, As he's screaming out in pain, the guy, the, the... torturous trio the guys covered in the leather gimp suits uh begin to start rubbing their nipples like yes <laughs> very Why? good this feels so wrong now <laughs> and, uh, they do a little pinchy on each one then it moves on to the torturous trio each one of them walks over to a different unicorn and they take their lash out and they slash across them you see as two of the unicorns fall and look like they're not getting up as two of them die. It moves on to Sandira. Seeing the unicorns die, the steam just starts rolling off of Sandira. His overall demeanor is kind of changing. His his hair is like an auburn purple sort cool. of. Can I can I see one of the torturous trio? Uh you have a fog cloud in front of you. So you have to run like 20 feet around. I go I go over a little bit. Cool. Yeah. You can definitely see them. They're kind of a distance away. Uh they're about fifty feet away from you currently. Okay. How close are they to each other? Uh they're all pretty close to each other. I'd say they're within ten feet of each other. They're okay. they're larger 
than a normal person. The one in the middle? Like me. Of the two? Imagine me in a big old leathery suit. I'm going to cast Hex on him. In the middle one? Mm -hmm. Cool. Sounds good. Um, What does it look like? I just kind of hold my hand out towards him as uh, that odd magical glow that's around me. It starts to envelop him a little bit. It shrinks down to a point on the center of his chest. Cool. It looks like a little moon, kind of like the Vishtar. There's a very fine little moon there. Mm -hmm. Got it. Cool. As that happens, a mass of the unicorns start freaking out. They start kicking around, freaking out, losing their shit. Is that all you do for your turn? Is that Hunter's Mark? What else do you do? That's a, that it. is a bonus action. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. What do you do, though? The thing that I'm choosing for them to for them to have disadvantage on saving rolls for uh, is I'm going to choose Constitution. Boop. Uh, and now I'm going to cast Shatter on the center one. Cool. What does that mean? There's a sudden, loud, painfully intense noise that erupts from a point. Everyone within a 10-foot range of him has to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, so both of the guys have to make one. He has to make one as well. Mm -hmm. His is a disadvantage. Yes. Okay. He got a five. He fails. The other two got a 16 and an 18. They both pass. Okay. Uh, So they'll take half damage on this. So they're going to take 3d8... uh, Thunder damage. 11. Okay. Thunder damage. And what this sounds like is, you know, like if you have tinnitus, that little ringing in your ears, it, they would hear that as it gets louder until it comes to like a pop. Just. Okay. And it's painfully intense. And so he has disadvantage on con saving throws for an hour and it's concentration cool as his ears pop you see his eyes roll into the back of his head and he just begins to drool (sighs) and he comes back into focus and you see that his eyes both of them look straight towards you and they have this piercing red glow to them Sindir smiles back at him. Cool. Next, as this is all happening, the unicorns are freaking out. They're panicking. One of the cages jostles a little bit more than expected and opens loose. And one of the unicorns comes running out. Maddie. Yeah. It's your turn. It's my turn. Cool. Yeah, the... I want to, I would like to charge whichever one just had like a fucking orgasm. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. That's what I want to do. Yeah, you're definitely in range. Yeah, we're going to charge it. Are you playing a unicorn? I am playing a unicorn. My name's Nimbus. I'm a very pretty pony. Thanks. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh my God, you're my little pony. I am because I'm 20 feet away so I can charge it and I get a multi-attack. So we're going to stab him with the horn first. Hell yeah, let's go. That is a 16. 16 misses. 16 misses. Cool. Wait a minute. What else was there? Yeah, I missed. Okay, cool. Um, And then, so then I'm just going to kick him. Cool. Go for kick it. Kick him. Yeah, does a 23 hit. A 23 hits. Fantastic. A do, 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 do. That is 2d6. That is 10 bludgeoning damage. Awesome. 
and you guys see is this uh, what looks to be mangy uh, unicorn that's marked and scarred and tattered uh, just lays into this guy. He's still standing. And he looks at you and he wags his finger and goes, we need a safe word for this episode. And it moves on to the thugs. One of them runs towards Robin, who is about 25 feet away. The other two behind them pull out bows. One of them is going to shoot at Sandira. One of them is going to shoot at Robin. The other two are going to gang up on the unicorn attacking the terrible torture trio guy. And the other two torturers are going to go for killing more unicorns. I'm going to miss with that first attack. An arrow coming for Robin. That is a an 21. It hits. That is five damage. Ha! Tis but a scratch. <laughs> oh, I thought he was about to be like, oh, when you do exactly five damage, you die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sandira, a 13. No. All right. So that misses. No. And then we move on to the other two that are tra- attacking the unicorn. I'm like Nicolas Cage and Con Air. I don't even five flinch. Misses. Yeah, five misses. 16? 16 hits. 16 hits. That's going to be three damage. Okay. And then the one in the terrible trio is going to go to attack you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. And that is a seven. Nope. And then the last two are going to attack unicorns. Ooh. Wish someone had the entangle spell. Would have been great to use. <laughs> Three more unicorns yell out when he's in pain and fall to the ground dead. You see the magic of these unicorns slowly start to go into the weapons that these three individuals have on their backs. You see them changing. You see one of them, his bones begin to crack. The one that you've been doing the most damage to, his eyes are red. Horns sprout from his head and he grows this long forked tongue and just starts laughing. A maniacal. (laughs) And uh, the other two are also changing, but not as fast. We bring it back to the top with Arania. I want to go home. Oh, wait, I forgot, guys. It's the top of initiative again. Guess what? Everybody roll me a d20 real quick. Me too. Everybody. Hey. Yeah. Is high good? High is good. Who's the lowest? I have a nine. I've got a nine. Got a one. Crit fail. Uh, Awesome. 14. 16. Cool. As it comes back around to the top of initiative, all three of the torturous trio raise their hands and begin to laugh as fire begins to start pouring out of the ground in random spots. These grates just emit this flame of molten fire. One of them comes up and catches Arania on the side, burning you for one fire damage. Which is just a hit point, right? Just a normal hit point. You got burned for one point of constitution. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone. Your health actually went down two points. Anyway, now it moves to Arania. It's your turn. Cool. Okay, I want to turn into a giant badger that has a burrow speed of 10 feet. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not very cool. Much. 
So eight. what eight. what is your move? And I want to dig down. <laughs> yeah, you dig down. And I basically want to make my way behind everybody. Making my way behind everybody. Okay. So you move ten feet. Yeah, so that's gonna be towards them. You have like you have tremor sense, right? It says that on there. Nope. I have smell. All right, that's all I need to know. You start digging. You move ten feet just to dig a ton of dig dig a ton of dash. Well, she just used her action to turn into a beast. That's right. It's not a bonus action. So how about you let me fucking do my job? I also cannot dash. <laughs> <laughs> so the speed of thirty feet. That is Arania's move. We now have a badger dashing underground. <laughs> no one working can to see. get. Uh, I believe I said sixty feet initially mm-hmm. uh, to get behind everybody. So here we'll we go. See. We'll see how that goes. Next, Robin, it's your turn. So one of the uh, two guys that are uh, slowly changing. Yeah. Uh, I want to hit one whip. Nay, nay. I want to use my longbow and do a disarming strike on them. Okay. To uh, drop what they were hitting the unicorns with. Okay. Okay, they're going to have to make a strength saving throw if this attack lands. That's that one. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't hit. Uh, (laughs) Were you holding your breath during that? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So roll me your damage. Ten. Damn. (laughs) That's so much damage. So as you go to fire, you're just kind of caught up in the moment. A little bit wild. You go to let loose the arrow and it actually pierces through one of your fingers. Causes a little boo-boo owie. And you shoot wide because of it. You take five damage. Do five damage to myself? Yeah. Did you want to do ten damage to a unicorn? Because I can make that happen. I figured that was a little shitty though. I don't mind. I'll kill more of them. <laughs> Stop. All right, I'm just going to action surge and sharpshooter him again. Hell yeah. You didn't hit him once, but that's okay. Is that another one? No. Quick, you oh, just nine. Thank God. <laughs> oh, no, I do have a superiority die I can use to add to it after the attack roll. That makes it. That's 18. With sharpshooter and superiority. You rolled a nine and still got up to an 18? Yeah. A minus five from sharpshooter? Yes. So I rolled a nine. I rolled a D8 for plus five with my superiority for precision. cancels each other out. That's cool. Right. And then it's a plus nine to my regular attack. Goddamn! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My my dex is a 20. So 18 to hit? Yeah, that hits. So that's already 15 on top of... Another five, so 20 points of piercing damage. Cool. You let loose an arrow into one of these other guys. You tell them. They let out a squeam. <laughs> a squeam? A squeam. <laughs> a squeam. A squelching squeam. As you slice through them, and as you do, it rips a part of their chest, and the skin opens. And as it opens, <laughs> The skin just completely snaps open as these two demonic figures, which are connected at the hip. It's just two fucking bodies kind of coming out of this one being as it just lets out. like, (laughs) And it's snarling and snapping and nasty and gross. Well, that's snarling and snapping and nasty and gross. That's right. Thanks for the inside, Woodsley. Anytime. Can we kill this thing now? 
Mm-hmm. Is that all you have? Um, I still have my movement speed. Uh, looking around, is this fog cloud still here? Yes. Yes. You can get close to that thing that I was telling you. You can yeah, let's climb go on top of, but it's it's still going to be about ten feet out from you. Yeah. Let's go ahead and thirty feet to that. You run. <laughs> How does Robin Woodsley run, by the way? I don't know. We've really gotten into that. Does he like all for it or just two for anime run? Oh, no. He, he, just, gets really, he, just, gets, he just gets really low to the ground and just. Now I know why that fucking giant hit him. It's because he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> cool. You have a tattoo of a dragon. You're all about to have tattoos of a dragon. But I don't right now, so I'm not a nerd. <laughs> you want to talk about the one on the back of your leg? We're all playing D&D. Okay. Oh, I like bugs. I, really I, I love bugs my bugs. Now. Next, it mm. moves on to the torturous trio. One of them. The fucking one that's ripped open into two beings that are on one set of legs goes to attack the the, the unicorn some more. As blood just kind of pours from its mouth as it's biting its own lips. Slowly removing the lips from its mouth. Gross. How many unicorns are there? Now? Yeah. Or were there? Are were they? there or are there? There's a pile off to the side that have died in the process of torture. There's a bunch of these that are empty. It looks like there was about 100 cages here to begin with. Uh, there's still 100 cages. Looks like there was 100 unicorns to begin with. But now you are down to 45 and after this lashing comes out, you see as it lashes out, there's like a fiery kind of beam that kind of comes out and slashes some more of the unicorns. As two more ignite into flame and begin to burn and let out their last screams of pain before passing. It moves on. Excuse me. The last of the torture trio, which is still engaged with a unicorn, goes to make an attack. He pulls a weapon off of his back. It's a long, great sword. He holds it in one hand, and the wit, the cat of nine tails in the other. And you see that some kind of magic's been building up in it. He's going to make an attack with it. Is that a 21 going to hit? Yeah. Awesome. Wow, I accidentally rolled a d20 for damage. That was pretty wild, huh, guys? I knew it was a problem when I rolled a 19. <laughs> 19 damage. Damn. As you are hit with the power of your people. Yeah. Uh, and a sword. And it laughs and then it slices its body one time with the sword and hacks off a chunk of flesh and just. <laughs> Kinky. And there's that. And then we move on to Sandira. The one that's still hexed. What's he doing? He's currently engaged with the unicorn. Okay. They'll be married soon. Okay. I'm going to use my movement speed to get a bit closer. Roll me another d20, by the way. Is that an everyone thing or him thing? Just him. Nat 20. Hell yeah. As you're kind of running through the thick of it and your magic is kind of pulsing, you feel a pulse. And just beyond the trio, you see one of the cages has the unicorn you've been bound to for so long. And you see him there, and he's looking you dead in the face. Okay. As they're, like, taking out the unicorns, does it look like they're working through the cages in, like, a 
numeric order? Like they're just going down the line? No, they're just kind of walking around and going aimlessly it. slicing it. So it's randomized. Yeah. Okay. I also have a counter back behind here that nobody knows about, and it's when does Sandira's unicorn die? As I am like a beacon of energy for this thing, could could I transfer power to him to make, help him out in a way? What do you want to do? I feel like maybe he can do something from the cage. Like he's a he's a magical unicorn, right? Like, um. So I want to. Does he look weak? Yes. Okay. I All wanna, the unicorns here look kind of fucked. I would like to transfer some of my power to him. How are you going to go about that? I'm going to give him one of my second level power uh, spell slots. And, power slots. Um, power spell. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I take my quarter staff and I point it towards him and try to force that energy to the tip of the quarter staff and then shoot it to him. Since you're having to aim and shoot it, I want you to roll to hit. And we'll say it's pretty low. Let's say it's 11. 17 plus. Oh, yeah. The energy comes through the ether and connects to the unicorn. And you see as his power kind of, you you can hear kind of like a, as like this power comes into him. And that's it. Um, And I take it that was a whole action. I'll say bonus action. That's bonus not that action. Crazy. Okay, as I make my way to the the torture that's still hexed, I want to uh, cast Toll the Dead. Okay. Target must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw. Nat twenty. Never mind. Sandir is pissed. Is that it, Sandir? Cool. It moves on to N- Nimbus. Nimbus. Nimbus's turn. I, what are these things? Would they, they be, are, are they fiends? Are they, what, what can I consider them? I think at this point, two of them can be considered fiends. The one that's. The one you are currently engaged with and the other one that is split into two. Cool. Um, I'm going to cast a spell evil and good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. How um, does that happen? Basically, I'm just going to charge it, stab it with the horn and then dismissal. Um, so it's a melee spell attack and it's got a basically succeed on a uh, charisma saving throw. Awesome. So you got to hit a 17. Got to hit a 17. No, I don't have inspiration either, do I? You do not. No, no. Then that did not happen. Um, Because that was a two. It's okay. Um, Yeah, then that would be it. Awesome. Also on this turn, you all see as the unicorn that Sandira poofed a little bit of magic to Let's out a massive winning. <laughs> he starts to buck. He kicks out the me- the mechanisms holding him in to the back side of the cage, and begins to do a two point turn to back out of the cage and come to the aid of everybody. However, he is still like sixty feet away from the action, so it'll be until next turn before he gets there. Next, it moves on to the thugs. One's going to. Attack Sandira. Is a 16 going to hit? Yeah. Awesome. That's going to be five damage. So he came into my, like he There's came a guy me. right next to you that's okay, attacking Okay, whenever you. he provokes an opportunity attack. Okay, cool. Go for um, it. Does a 12 hit? A 12 does not hit. Sorry. Next, uh, another bow being shot or arrow being shot at uh, Robin. Does an eight hit? 
It does not. Arrow coming at Sandira. Does a five hit? No. Cool. I'd like to think that when I see it coming, it's like I tried to hit the guy with the opportunity attack, and then I used the back part of the quarterstaff to knock the arrow away. That's a cool way to recover from missing. That's mm-hmm. really good. All right, and then the next two are going to sword attack the unicorn. Does a 13 hit? Yeah. Okay. Oh my so God. that is uh, another three damage. <laughs> that is the end of the thug's turn. Everybody roll me a d20. Well, there's the roll I wanted. 15. I don't like this game. I just feel like I'm killing a unicorn every time I roll. What'd you roll? Eight. 16. 19. Okay. The fire raises from the ground. Oh, that's what that is. Cody, you take four fire damage. I knew it. You hate me. As it rises from the ground and you feel the scene of hell play through your eyes. There's a fiddle here. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Johnny, is that you? Arania, it is your turn. Uh, Yeah, so I am going to pop out the ground. Cool. You're like dead center of the fog cloud right now. Well, I want to drop that. Okay, cool. Fog cloud. <laughs> Oof. And you guys see a badger. <laughs> a little blue bat, A big blue badger. <laughs> and, um turn into a I don't know the I want I wanted the scene to kind of go as like I kind of leap out the ground and like in the middle of it turn into a lion. Cool. Lion that works. blue lion with a orange mane. Hell yeah. You guys see a blue lion with an orange mane come flying out of a hole in the middle of a fog cloud that disperses and you see two little spiders holding alongside the mane holding on for dear life <laughs> <laughs> poor babies if nothing else these two things are confused <laughs> <laughs> all right how much do you move as a lion as a lion i move 50 feet cool so do you want to use all that to get up in the mix can i tell which one is Cindira's unicorn is that like something that i can yes that's a he's kind of a ways away at this point he's maybe like 70, 80 feet away from you mm-hmm. okay. at so the moment. I want to, um, I don't know if this also counts as an action, but I can running leap. Is that going to be another thing? What does it do? What does um, it say? A running leap is with a 10 foot running start, the lion can long jump up to 25 feet. Sure, you can leap yeah. at the end. Yeah. Uh, I want to running leap on two, whatever enemy is closest to Sandira's horse, even though he's a long ways away, whichever one he's going to gotcha. hit first. Cool. So the third member of the Torturous Trio that hasn't really been taking any damage, that's the one that's closest right now. So yeah. you can go ahead and go oh. for that attack if you'd like. Yes. That's an attack. Isn't oh, it? actually, use your action yeah. the wild shape. So you get up in the mix right up next to him. You're ready to rock. Snarl at him. He kind of laughs. He says, <laughs> Kitty. They go home. Robin. Robin. Um, So first we're going to bonus action, second wind. Uh, Seven plus three, that's ten. That's a nice little chunk to get back. And then the one that I've been constantly attacking, the one that has like fiendified and started splitting and everything, uh, we're still trying to take him out. Hell yeah. Roll. Thirteen... Plus nine, 22 to hit. 
22 hits. Can I still add a superiority die, or does it have to specify after the roll? What are you trying to do? Disarming. You can go ahead and do the disarming. I've got to roll a save, right? Yeah, it's a strength save. The save DC is 14. Crit fail. Oh. It drops the cat 09 tails, and it's dagger, because it doesn't specify they only drop one weapon, right? Oh, it drops an object of my choice, so I can only pick one. Okay, so you've got the cat of nine tails and the dagger. It's definitely going to be the nine tails that he's been using on the unicorns. Cool, sounds good. It drops as you remove its hand. How much oh. damage do you do? Yeah, damage. Because uh, you definitely did at least ten. Three plus five is eight. Eight. I didn't call sharpshooter prior. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm not going to retro that. Cool. Sounds good. You do some damage to him. His hand is removed, and he, he just kind of snaps and laughs and puts his hand in his mouth and sucks on it and then pulls it out, and it's been carterized. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, these guys are nasty. Is that the end of your turn, Robin? Uh, I'm going to get close that 10-foot gap to that thing I can climb up on. Cool, yeah. Climb up on it. Uh, roll, try to get that at Roll me a dex check. Just a straight dex check? Probably should have ran up on it before you started attacking, huh? That would have been a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just a dex there, check? Uh, dex, make me an acrobatics roll. 16. Cool. 9 plus 7. That'll do for now. You stand up on top of it, and as you're standing there, you feel the roof of it kind of wobbling underneath you. It could give away at any moment, but as of right now, it is sturdy enough to hold you. Cool? Cool. Torture trio time. No. The one with the missing hand is going to attack. He kills a unicorn with his dagger. Oh. And the other one is going to attack. And he going to kill one with his dagger. And then the last one is going to attack unicorn. Phoenix, I need you to eat the He's other hand. He's still using the sword, but it hasn't recharged its it's hitting me again. big power. Yeah. Does an 11 hit? No. Okay, so we miss. 11 does not hit. <laughs> That's the end of their turns. And the, la- the last one as it misses goes, Stand still, pony. And uh, it moves on to Sandira. Tim's got serious face on for the Do listeners the at thing. home. So that thug is still beside me? There's still one beside you, yeah. Okay. And torture guy is a little ways up? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to face step. Uh-huh. Um, 30 feet forward. Uh, that guy's going to take two fire damage, the one that was next to me. Okay. And I'm still like 20 feet away from the one I've been attacking. So I'm going to Eldridge Blast him. Cool. Do it. 13. To the big guy? Yeah. Negative. That's my turn. <laughs> you let this fire go and it. It's as if you gave up some of your energy to try and help your unicorn, and it just isn't quite hitting as hard as it needs to to break through this now ruby red skin. It moves on. Unicorn turns. Unicorn turn. Um, so I'm going to step back 20 feet uh-huh. and then charge this motherfucker. Hell yeah. So then, so the first one is going to be the horn. That is a crit fail. Mm, no. Your horn begins to crack. That's fair. Um, oh. I'm going to kick him. <laughs> Hell yeah, do it. That is a 22. Yeah, that's 11 points of bludgeoning damage. 
11 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kicking the fuck out of him. You kick the absolute fuck out of this <laughs> devil and you kick its head off and Hell yeah. a fucking molten pile of fire comes out and kind of pours over the body as it hardens into rock and it dies. Can I kick it again? You can definitely Just kick it Just to like again. make it. Yeah. Yeah. This explosion of rock. And it's like a petty kick too. It's just a. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Unicorn A is done. Now it is unicorn B. You all see as this other unicorn, a bit bigger, starts running towards the group. And it is also going to make a charge into one of the bad guys. As he's running, he sees one of the thugs come at him, starts to raise a weapon and slash at his legs. And he veers loose and the bigger guy definitely dodges as it moves on to the thug's turn. How far did you miss his step? 30 feet. 30 feet. All right. The guy is going to run from where he was up to you. Mm-hmm. He's going to try and sword you again. An uh, 18. That hits. And then I get opportunity attack. Yep. 23. Hits. Booyah, kasha. How much damage did he give me? He does eight. How you feeling? I'm all right. Good. How much do you do to him? 11. 11. Mm-hmm. Nice. You fucking crack into this guy. How, what, what do you do? So as soon as he comes up and kind of slashes at my torso, I kind of wince back and I use that momentum to just bring around the ed, the tip of the quarterstaff and crack him across the temple. Dude, it cracks and it's like fucking Gallagher from back when we were kids. No one younger than us is going to get it, but like busts open like a watermelon just and blood goes flying. When he goes down in a fit of rage, I take the end of it and I drive it through his skull. Hell yeah. Sandira in a Negan costume? Hold up. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that. Wait a minute. I got it. Can can we put barbed wire on the staff? Oh, I got it. I got it. (laughs) And and as he does that, that that pulse of just like stabbing into him, uh, Sandira's skin and hair is red. Hell yeah. Red. It's all the steam is slowly going away. He's also becoming a devil. <laughs> everything's red. The glow in his eyes, the aura, everything's just. The two archers after seeing this kind of freak out. Uh, one of them is going to shoot at Robin again. Time for yes. that good old fashioned summer heat wave. One of them's going to shoot at the lion. That was a D12. <laughs> <laughs> is a 17 going to hit the lion? Yes. You take eight damage. In Lion. The next two, one of them swings at Lion and misses. One of them swings at Unicorn and misses for sure. I got like a six and a seven. And that is the end of the thugs. Arania, it is now Lion Rania's turn. Uh, How close is the closest one to me? There's one that you literally spent your turn last time running right up next (laughs) to him. Right up to him. He's right in your face. In fact, he was just about to hit you. I am going to attempt to bite off his arm. 16. 16 misses the torture trio. Ah. Well, um, you go to snap at it and it reaches its hand out and you bite in uh, and rip off a chunk of flesh and it just laughs. And it takes its other arm, bites off a chunk of flesh as it goes into beast mode. Next, it's Rabon's turn. I'm up here. I'm steadying myself. I'm taking aim at that fiendish one that I just knocked the nine tails out of his hand. Yeah. Uh, 
I saved Naruto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's that was the next unicorn. Damn. <laughs> I got one more superiority dice left. Which one is Sandira engaged with, or does it look like you're going to be engaged with next? Can I tell what he, who he's like eyeballing next? He had one that was hexed. That one's dead. Mm-hmm. There's the other one that you've been engaged with. So do I? Can I pick up on which one he plans on engaging next, based off his like line of sight? Whichever one was closest to the one I just killed. I'm on a rampage. They're all kind of together. Just what? pick one, dog. There's two left. One's the one you've been attacking, and one's the one you haven't. I want a sharpshooter, the one I've been attacking. Sounds good. Do it. With the precision attack, if I need it. Okay. That's a 16 plus 4. That's a dirty 20 instead of a plus 9. A D8 plus 15. That is 19 points of piercing damage as I lock in on this thing. What the fuck? You fucking shoot an arrow right through its fucking chest. And it falls to a knee. And then it snaps the arrow and pushes it through the other side as it lets out a... (laughs) As it's kind of straining to breathe. It still Um, stands just barely. We move on. Or do you have anything else? Yes, that is it. I'm saving this last superiority dice for something special. Moves on to the torture trio. One of them is left to attack the unicorns. He's going to do this damage. He's going to kill one more unicorn. The other guy's weapon begins to glow. However, he is dead. <laughs> so it's just his great sword on the ground. It's glowing. And the last one goes to attack a lion. All right. It misses. We move on to sand dick nut. <laughs> where's the where's the next closest torturous trio guy how how far away from me is he close enough bonus action move the hex to him okay i'm walking up to him uh-huh and i'm gonna smack him with the quarterstaff all right that's a nat 20 hell yeah you deserve it you deserve it hell yeah so this is gonna be it's gonna be 12 and then a D8 plus one. Okay. How's it 12 Five. and then a D8 plus one? Because it's a uh, 1D8 plus four and a nat 20. So that would be 12. And then it's actually, so then the next damage is a D8 plus four. Excuse me. Okay. There. Yeah. That's yeah awesome. So it's a uh, 12 and then that's 17. 17 total. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You go for that one. That's been kind of the bane of Robin's existence for a little bit here. It's two dangling torsos looking at you, snapping and snarling as the arms kind of windmill around with these bladed fingers. Uh, And how does this attack look? As I approach him, I'm just kind of swinging back. And when I swing back across both of them, I want to try and hit both of their heads. And when I do, I would like to think that it goes through and it separates the top parts of their heads from their jaws. Hell yeah, and then there's just jaws and tongues kicking around after the bodies fall to the ground uh, as they fucking die. Is this the one I've been working on? Yes. Hey, that one was mine. Get your own. They're all gonna die. He just gives you a sharp look with fire in his eyes. Next, it's unicorn turn. 
I can't. Echo's not here, so I can't go. Echo. We're going to. Oh, I get it. Because the name is Echo. She echoes it. Every time he said it, she's always echoed Echo. <laughs> Did you just catch? Th- You've been editing this forever. I do it every time. I don't know why like I when started. Zach, well, like when Zach goes Echo, Maddie goes. Echo. She echoes it every time. <laughs> That's cute. Fun fact. I was been editing it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because there's one trio left, the there's one that one hasn't really been getting left. hit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to charge. Go so for I'm going to start it. with that horn attack Hell when it gets yeah. back on track. Zach. You need that 17. I need a 17. That's not what I want, but we'll find out. Hey, I got it. I actually got the horn attack. It's a dirty 20. Let's fucking I go. actually got it. Roll some freaking damage. I will. Um, do, 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 do. So the first bit of damage for that, there's a lot of ro- things I have to roll one second. Yeah, you're good. That is seven plus 12. That's 17. Um, so that's 17 points of piercing damage. Um, and then they don't count as creatures, do they? They're fiends. What is, what is, um, the, if the target is a question? creature, it must succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. It not, it's not prone. Cool. I'm gonna sh- fucking stomp its head in. Yeah, you did with 17 s- with that last attack. With the first horn attack, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, so then that one, that's a natural 20. <laughs> Stomping its head in. Okay. Um, roll okay. damage. Roll damage. So then, that's the first. It's gonna be 16, and then 22. 23, <laughs> 25 points of bludgeoning damage. God. The mauling this unicorn Damn. just gave this fiend. You fucking kick this thing into next week. It goes flying as you crush its head. Uh, just from the f- sheer force. It's like a, it's like when you take two balls and you like pinch something between it, it goes flying forward. It's kind of like that. <laughs> and it goes flying as its head that has been exploded is gone and it starts to flip through the air. And as it's flying through the air, it stabs through the, the horn of the other unicorn that is on the way. And it splits the whole body down the middle (laughs) as it fucking dies. There are four more thugs left as these three guys die. Each one of them starts giggling. And they start getting shorter and they turn into something known as a method. You can see their bodies start to pulse with like this red energy and they look unstable as the blood through their body starts to bulge out in some spots and then bulge out in others. And then they start moving towards you slowly. Going to move on from the unicorns to the methods. One is going to go towards Sandira. Doesn't hit. One is going to go flying towards Robin as wings sprout from its back. One of them is going to go for Arania. One of them is going to jump on Horsey's back. Which one? You. Nimbus. I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Four. Twelve. Nineteen. Eleven. Okay. Tyler, can you roll me a d12? Seven. Okay, cool. Anybody who got 
over a 12 takes three. And anybody who got under a 12 takes seven. What if you got exactly a 12? Meets it, beats it. You take half. Three. As they all erupt and their blood goes pouring all over the place. They exploded? They exploded. Mm. Oh. All the gates magically unlatch. And these unicorns that look like they've had the shit beat out of them. Each of them having maybe 10 health remaining. Which is why it was so easy to just kill one after another. Ten of them killed in just this instant. Forty-ish remaining. And they all begin to start checking on each other, making sure everyone is okay. One of them goes over to the sword that is over on the guy that's charged uh, and goes to take it while the other two that had weapons on their back as well have respective unicorns also go and check on them and take those weapons. The herd kind of gathers up. They start tending to each other's wounds. Nimbus. Yeah. What are you doing in this instant? Well, I've got like three health left, so I am like, mm-hmm. I look rough. Yeah. Uh, huni- it's like that unicorns. shell shock look, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after horses get done with a race and there's it's like that frothy, weird, oh, yeah. foamy sweat Ugh. that they get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get frothy sweat? Yeah. Yeah, in their mouth. It's gross. Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah. All unicorns generally have like this innate kind of healing ability. You notice like they're trying to heal each other. There's not much healing left in them. It looks like they've been so drained that like even the magical property of the unicorns is on its finite amounts. While all of these unicorns are walking around and tending to their wounds, the unicorn that has entrusted you with so much of its hopes uh, begins to start walking up towards you and he kind of sauntered with a limp earlier, but you can see he's kind of taking it off and is kind of trying to walk towards you as proudly as he can. And he walks up to you and he bows and you hear in your head, thank you. I truly appreciate your assistance, my champion. And he begins to bow. And as he bows, the rest of the unicorns in the area also begin to start bowing. I, I bow to him as well, and I go to put my hand on his mane, and I want to use my healing light uh-huh. um, and healing for 3d6. Cool, yeah. Or 5 and 6. <laughs> so cool. for 15. Yeah, cool. He heals up. He goes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You should really... Consider using that magic for yourself. I, th- I think that the rest of your herd is going to need you. Well, we'll all need each other for now. But first we must figure a way out of here. I'll turn to see if the portal is still open. The portal closed upon y'all's entry. It was already kind of wavy. But you know that your brother said that they'll open it back up shortly. I turned to my unicorn. The portal that we came through from the wilds, it should reopen in a matter of time. But what? what is your name? It's interesting that we haven't even gone over our names. I've always known yours, and you're obviously as my champion, but my name is Kalamesh. Well, it's wonderful to finally meet you in person. <laughs> I wish it was under better circumstances, but yes... It's Only both. And the I kind of 
let go of the whole like big pulsing magical aura yeah. and just start to calm down. But I'm still very much red. I've yeah, taken yeah. the form of a summer Eldrin elf. Mm-hmm. Well, Kalamash, I wish this was under better circumstances. It feels like these people have taken everything from us and from you. Well, one thing they didn't take from us is our spirit. We will continue on, thrive as we have in the wilds. Uh, and because of your group and their help, What's happened to the original group you were traveling with? Well, at, at some point while we were in the wilds, they, Echo and Castiel fell through a portal that took them to the Shadowfell. And the last thing I heard, and he starts, Sandira starts to like tighten his fist. It's like, I believe they've killed Castiel. And unfortunately, maybe Echo too. Well, when we get back to the wilds, maybe we can give you something to help with that. Yeah. But first, I believe we all owe you uh, a small gift, at least, in thanks for your help. And uh, he lets out a neigh, and a bunch of the, the unicorns gather together. He says, Sandira, please present your staff. Poofs it back in from the, the alternate plane. As uh, he shows it out, a bunch of the unicorns turn down and touch the pole with their horns. Mm-hmm. And you feel the staff in front of you melt. It, it gets mushy almost. And as this is happening, Kalamesh looks at you and goes, Now, at this moment, you have an opportunity to forge the own weapon of your destiny. You didn't really have an option before, and now I'm giving you the choice. And now you have the opportunity to change your staff into whatever weapon you want it to be. Wow. Well, what are my options? All of them. Whatever you want it to be. I guess I'd still want to do another... If you say a Glock, that's too far. (laughs) Okay, I'd still want another finesse weapon so I can two-hand it. That's fine. Man, I'm kind of on the spot for this. Let me think. While you're thinking... I'm sorry, you presented your staff to them. <laughs> yeah. Some of us in here are adults. What's funny about that? I think I want to turn it into a glaive. Cool. The way that this will look is the... Does glaive say that it's finesse-based? Oh, no, it's heavy reach and two-handed. So now here's my question. hmm Do you still want a glaive? Well, I mean, I've been using the quarterstaff and two-handed anyways. Mm-hmm. So, and I use strength as my attack modifier anyways. Right. So, could I go glaive? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to turn into a glaive and the piece of cloth that Pishka gave me that I had wrapped around the center, uh, I think I would move it down to just below the blade. Okay. The the blade on the end, um, so on the end of the quarterstaff, it was like the coiled metal. Yep. I think that it's just going to have like that similar texture as it comes to a blade. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it kind of has like these ropes of metal that cool. pierce out of it. And then on the other end, it'll still have that metal. Since I have the polar master ability and I can strike and then hit with the back, mm-hmm. I still want the in the other end to have that coiled metal. Yeah, of course. So that's what I'm going to turn it into. Fantastic. Cool. You all see as the light <laughs> begins to meld and twist. Someone has to draw that. 
there sits this beautiful glaive that is pulsing with energy. And the end, and the the blade at the end's got that pulsing little fire crackling in it, just like the quarterstaff did. Mm-hmm. That was actually my favorite part to draw of the quarterstaff. So yeah, it's still there. Good. I think it would have that texture, like you know, you see the freshly like hammered metal where it kind of looks like mm-hmm. every yeah, it's like that. This is a plus one, just like your staff was. Mm-hmm. However, next the unicorns now tell you to present yourself. And they each stick their horns slightly into your body, and it's like pressure points mm-hmm. as they pour magic into you, and your strength goes up by two points. Yeah, Dakota, I'm doing crazy shit for gifts. Wow. So that means so that means my weapon is now a plus seven. Sure. What's your strength now? Nineteen. I knew it wouldn't put him in a crazy number. <laughs> I thought he was going to be at like twenty-one or something. No. I knew he wouldn't be that high. I look to the unicorns looking at my hand as I can just feel this magic pulsing through me. Thank you. I won't let you down. I know whose hands the blood of your brothers and sisters are on. This won't happen again. He uh, leans in and puts his head on your shoulder and you hear a whisper, a hoarse whisper in your ear as he goes, I trust you, Will. And at about that time... The portal opens up. (laughs) Such a bad sound. I turn and look at it, and I look to the unicorns, and I say, shall we? And you see as they do one lap, and then they all run through. And it looks like this portal has been moved to outside of the burrow, Mm -hmm. so now there's not a fuck ton of unicorns (laughs) running through (laughs) the burrow. Into a room. Yeah. They're all just stuffed in there. Breaking (laughs) shit. (laughs) A real mess. Um, and they all run out into this forest and you see almost instantly, uh, they start getting that magic back. They start getting their power back, uh, as the sun begins to start falling down on this long day. I, uh, I stand beside the portal and look to the party and just kind of wait for them to go through and come back through last. Oh, I totally want to just be like total Robin Hood this shit and just be like, was there anything shiny to take from this place before all that happened? Like while they're doing their fancy little scene, I'm just letting them have their moment wandering around looking for shiny shit to bring back. Yeah, there's really not anything picking off the bodies, whatever they got. There's well, there were the unicorn weapons, but each one of those unicorns took their weapon. I mean, obviously, outside of that, I I would have taken whatever I could find and just fucking brought it back. Roll me a D100. 23. 23. You find 23 gold. Cool. I bring it back. Cool. You guys, I'm assuming you guys leave. What, what, Randy, what do you do in this situation? You know? Oh, what am I doing as a portal opens up? Yeah, what's, what's going on? In all of it. You see the, him talking to these unicorns and stuff, and all of a sudden, him glowing with energy and all this shit, and he gets a little yoked, a little bit thicker. He gets stronger. My my Sid, my, Sid my uh, not so much a lean guy anymore. Now he's, he's a, a twink. He goes from twink to fuck boy. <laughs> my vest is fitting just a little tighter. Nah, it went from twink to twunk. Yeah, I am not taking twunk. away Sandir's That's twinkness. That's a whole twunk. This, this motherfucker just got Kronk's jaw. Arania, <laughs> uh, during his whole worship or whatever it was. Um, she's she's still in her little lion form as she's sitting and um, as she's watching, she tells her head to the side, 
interested, but not all that concerned. Yeah. A little bit of a roll. She rolls her eyes a little bit and she starts to talk to Itsy and Bitsy. And it's like, hmm, must be nice. <sighs> what do you guys think of this? I think we could have gotten a little something. Right? 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 Can I, I also cast Animal Speak as I do that. <laughs> oh, okay. All of a sudden. So you come out of lion form? Because you got to be able to, you got to be uh, out of lion form to cast spells. Uh, it sucks, yes. Okay, cool. You come out of lion form. You go into Animal Speak. You go to talk to him. Someone's going to be like a little lion going like, <laughs> You uh, hear one of the spiders go, yeah, we totally should have gotten something. Something clicks in your head and you're like, whoa, wait, that sounds, that sounds just like my friend. From back in the combine. And the other one goes, Now, baby, the fact that you did it is good enough. And you feel that warm tone that your mom talked to you with. Can I pick both of them up and kind of like look them in their mini eyes? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I pick up the one that has uh, Theo's voice and I um, hold it close to my face and go, are you still with me? As you say that and you speak with animals that's going on, he goes, holy fucking shit, you can understand this? Yes. Arania, yes. Of course I'm with you. I'm, I've always been with you. I just thought we were goofing. <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you a spider? That's no, that scratch that first question. Answer this. Answer the second one. Are you a spider or are you like transmitting through a spider? What's going on at this moment? I don't know if I should be the one to tell you. Miss Grace? Mom? She crawls up to your shoulder and goes, So it looks like you finally able to talk to us again. Well, I was going to talk to you when I got back home. No, I so. understand. You took your time. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> that sounds a little passive aggressive. No, no. Okay, There's nothing but love. You were very busy. I've, we've I, been watching you. But why are you here? Um, unfortunately. Do I need to go back home? There have been some moves going on in the, uh, in the combine. Uh, specifically, your sister got a little rowdy and she ended up killing both of us. She seemed very upset and bothered by your success and decided she would prove herself better and she went and completed the Vishtari trials and apparently she made some kind of deal and then they moved her up at the cost of a lot of good people in the combine. And so now she's basically a high up Vishtari as well as I, to put she's head of the combine now, Rania. She fucking killed everybody that anybody respected and basically was like, I'm the leader now. We had a problem with it and she wasn't going to do anything. But then I don't know. Something's different about her. And that fucking squawking bitch killed both of us. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say bitch. I will take care of this. Don't worry. You will see me rise above 
Grace, and I will have her feathers mounted onto my wall. Aran is very, um, she seems very calm in this situation, um, but on the inside, it's she's definitely holding a lot back. Right. As this is all going on, uh, Theo looks at you and goes, luckily when we got killed, uh, this lady, this spider lady, said she had taken a liking to you and uh, she wanted to send us this kind of a kind of a present, give us a second chance, kind of fill you in. We knew you could speak to animals and we knew it would only be a matter of time. Uh, yeah, I, um, I am beating myself up for not doing that sooner. I didn't, didn't think of that. Um, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to speak to her? I can. Absolutely. We, you had me at spider lady. We can, do it once. So go ahead and start thinking about what you want to do. And once you're ready, let us know. And, uh, this is all happening while he's having that conversation with the unicorns portal opens, unicorns go through. Yeah. yeah, Blah, blah, blah. Now you guys are out there in the field with the unicorns. Okay, cool. And Theo looks at you and goes, uh, so yeah, just let us know when you're ready. Not right now. Okay. But yes, ma'am. Give me a minute to collect myself. As the unicorns are running around, gathering up their energy, uh, Kalamesh comes back up to you mm-hmm. with a group of unicorns. And as promised, uh, now that we're back in the wilds, we have one final gift for you. They ask, do you happen to have a, a, a vial of any sort, something we can fill? Um, actually, yeah. I pull out a healing pot. I mean, I could use this anyways, so I drink it. Okay, cool. And then hand him the empty vial. You hand it to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm holding it. <laughs> all right, cool. He says, all right, now go and put that under my legs. <laughs> okay. Don't. He goes, what are you doing, you stupid? That's gross. Uh, no, put it up next to my eye. You can hear Nimbus cackling. <laughs> <laughs> they always fall for it. They always fall for it. And everybody starts laughing. <laughs> Okay. Put it under my eye. All right. And uh, this silky, silvery tear pours out of his eye, and it just pours and pours and pours until it fills up the vial. Mm -hmm. And he says, now you have a bottle full entirely of unicorn tears. You can use this to bring one person back from death. From death. Calamash, I can't. I can't thank you enough. This is this is so much. You've given me... Boy, I would literally be dead. Our whole herd here would be dead without you. Or evil, one of the two, neither are a good option. Right. So don't think that you don't deserve any thanks that you are getting. Understood. At about this time, your brother comes walking up uh, and says, Hey, uh... Am I interrupting anything? No, you're fine, Tyr. As he as he walks up, you see Sandir's shoulders just kind of drop. He's a tired boy. What's what's going on? Um, so portal thing. We only had so much magic. Open up one portal and get you back out. Right? We all knew that. Mm-hmm. If these unicorns are willing to use some of their juice, we can 
send you guys back through that other portal if you care about going back at this point. He looks at the vial of unicorn tears and he thinks for a moment, but Cudgel and Crookjaw aren't in Thistleheim. From what you've told me, they're still in the Shadow Plains. And I look over at Arania. Maybe that's where we head next. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I... Well, even if Castillo might be dead, um, there's still Echo. And there is still the issue of taking down Crookjaw mm-hmm. as a whole. I think I think getting whatever supplies that they have that can has enough power to open up these portals would be great to have. Maybe we head to the Shadow Plane next. I think heading to the Shadow Plane would be great. Um, I'm excited to see uh, our Grave Cleric. I have things to ask of them. If they're alive. Uh, we can make a bet on it. Hey, betting. Come yeah. on. Come on. Tyrion kind of leans over to you and says, I mean... With the luck streak you've been on, bud, I wouldn't doubt it. Exactly. It's worth it to find out, but I know for sure. Crookjaw, Cudgel, that's where we're headed. All right. I would really like to sleep first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax. Let's take a day. The the unicorn, sorry, sir. And Kalamesh goes, it's all right. Not a problem. You get one. You get fucking one, all right. Um, and uh, after a couple seconds go by, Tyrion goes, so what's the best way we can get the energy from you guys? What's the most comfortable way? Well, you take a vial and, and you put it. In yep, yep, Nimbus walks up. <laughs> Nimbus walks up and he's like, uh-huh, okay. And then he puts the <laughs> bottle up under. One day I'm just going to piss on one of you. Stop it. Oh my gosh. Y'all so disgusting. <laughs> I turn when I heard, well, take a vial and put it under me. I turn and look and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you just let your brother get punked. <laughs> Tyrion, they fucking got you. <laughs> you can't be laughing. We just got you a moment ago. He didn't see it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course I'd let him. <laughs> so, um, yes, just g- give us a few moments. Uh, we can talk logistics in the morning. And Tyrion goes, yes, right. You should all get your rest. I'm sorry uh, for trying to push things. Um, all right, y'all just relax. In fact, and he claps his hands and a portal to fucking the nine hells opens up and Gorp comes rolling out. Oh yay! And he uh, spreads four little stumpy legs, and your brother picks you up and throws you on the gorp, and it's like a beanbag. Yay! I think. <laughs> and he goes, "Just relax there, bud. Let gorp handle wherever you're walking. You don't have to walk today." Wait, wait, Woodsley. I I haven't had a chance to thank you for everything you've done to help us out with this. I'm really sorry about Octavius. Can't help but feel like that's also on us, but really, thank you. If there's if there's anything we can do to honor your friend. Nah, that was never on you or your friend. We always enjoyed the heat of battle. We always enjoyed getting into the fray. It's what we lived for and it was what we were ready to die by. Understood. I'm just 
I'm just so tired of watching people die. Well, with that being said, speak of the devil, as uh, you guys kind of wind down the conversation, uh, some lupine folk of the higher stature, a couple of the more royal guards come up to you and they go, Hey, Robin, King wants to see you. Something about a royal congratulations or whatever. And then he's got another job for you, apparently. Well, I guess that's my cue. I um, lean over on my side on Gorp. I stick my hand out to shake yours. I do the, the brother arm shake. The predator arm The predator thing. shake. And when it does, there's a loud clap. Just Because your forearms are now bigger. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, Robin takes off into the woods. We cut to the king of the lupine folk. And he gives uh, Robin a belt of cloud giant strength, uh, a dagger uh, filled with wishes, um, (laughs) and three different rocket launchers. Um, He immediately wishes for Octavius back. There you go. Octavius appears back. So does Larry then. And Larry <laughs> both appear back oh, in the king's court. Order. They appear back in the king's court. At first, everybody freaks out, stabs them to death. They're like, what the fuck are they? <laughs> They're not supposed to be here. They're invaders. Um, but it's okay. The second wish you bring them back, everything's good. Um, and then you're out of wishes. Unfortunately. I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Octavius actually comes back with Larry. And Larry's like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. We didn't die. So I'd like to think about like the, the last scene of them before it like fades back to main character arc yeah. is like looking at Octavia and be like, Oh, it's one of those gross, overly emotional, like smothering hugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Cute. like, it, there's like fucking feathers everywhere. It's just like one of those massive big friend hugs. So you ready to go again? Been ready. I died for it. Let's go. And the two lovers fade away. And <laughs> yeah. Nothing. With their three RPGs and a belt <laughs> of cloud giant strength. I want to see my parents. Yeah. You uh, come back into the burrow carried by Gorp and your brother's kind of walking by and he goes, so how's it feel being a hero? And he punches you in the shoulder. It hurts. <laughs> oh, I hope it feels a lot better in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. You're always a fast healer. Where's uh, where's mom and dad? Uh, They're... Off in one of the rooms, being mom and dad. I slowly get up from Gorp. I'd like to go see them. All right, let's go. He pushes you back on the Gorp. Oh, I love Gorp. I it's think. so squishy. <laughs> it's so squishy. Like just a little too squishy. Squelchy. It's like if you were being carried uh, and you were laying on my belly, but there were little fingers here and there that rubbed against you. <laughs> He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He is always vibrating, so that kind of feels good on your muscles. Oh, great boy. <laughs> uh, as we get to the door, I knock first. Yep. Knock. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. They're not fucking. Come in. And I open the door and walk in after getting up from Gorp. You walk in and you see your mom and your dad there. Uh, your mom has kind of come out of that winter appearance and she's taken on more of an autumn color. Uh, your dad ha- is still kind of in a winter, a winter form. Uh, he's still, you can tell kind of still 
carries a little bit of the guilt. And then their two summer boys come walking through. Dad, I I thought I was going to have to kill you. I thought I was good as dead. I'm really happy you're back. Happy to be back. And I couldn't be prouder of you. He brings you in for a hug. And then all four of you do a big old group hug. They killed our friend. And, you know, I, I wish that I wish this is where it stopped. But it's like the weight of the world just keeps getting heavier and heavier. Well, then maybe you need to relish in the victories you've had. You saved your whole family, a pack of unicorns. There are things you've done to help. So you can't let the weight of failure outweigh the success that you've gained along the way. You're right. And he takes his hands and he puts one on each one of your shoulders and kind of straightens you out and goes, Red, Summer, I don't think I've ever seen you take on this color before. Yeah, it's honestly, you've usually stayed towards autumn. I think the last time I saw you turn blue was when our pet owlbear died. <laughs> I do miss Hoppy. Hoppy was good, but... You know, there's just been so much happening over the last couple months. I've never felt a more pure form of rage than just seeing all of those unicorns being tortured. Just innocent animals. That's not That's not the balance we strive for back home. That's not... What are these people? Pathetic is the only word I can think to describe them. It's They use innocent individuals and put them under their wing forcefully and demand that they work for them, and if not, they kill them. They're a bunch of cowards at the top trying to force the ones beneath them to do their bidding. Just like the one we saw hightail it out when he saw us. You know, of all the... All the death we've seen, that's that is a grave I'm looking forward to digging. Well, I don't know if we should ever look forward to digging a grave, but I think your heart's in the right place. I'm gonna go rest. <laughs> I am actually making a carrot stew if you'd like. I know it's not what we normally make at home, but it's still some of Mama's good old cooking. That's true. I well, I'll see if uh Arania would like to join us. I'd just go and try to find her. Hell yeah. You walk by the orgy room where all the scientists are all f- fucking rabbits. It's wild and crazy. Mm. And sweaty and hot. It smells like sex. It's gross. You walk by it. Uh, is Arania in there? Or Arania, I just walk what are you by? doing? <laughs> Arania, what are you doing? Yeah, she texted me. She's in the, she's in the fuck hole. I am in the nursery. With the babies. I am snuggling the babies. Allowing Miss Buns to get her much needed rest. You see, she's got her feet kicked up. She's got a little bit of swelling going on. Yeah. Wow. Really going to have your hands full, huh, Miss Buns? Yes. Um. I'm really sorry. I keep asking you this, but have any of you seen Castiel? I turn and look at Arania. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you got that, dog. <laughs> that one's on you. That was, that's such an Iranian move uh, to just go big-eyed and look at Sandir go, shoulder tap, you got that, and just leave the room. You got I'm, that, big dog. I'm snuggling babies. You got that. I, I, I walk over to Miss Buns, and I grab one of her hands, um, and I put my other hand on top of it, and uh, tears start to well in Sandir's eyes. 
And he says, I hate to tell you this, but I believe Castiel is dead. She bursts into tears and she's sobbing and sobbing and she falls into your chest and is just falling apart as she cries onto this big belly she's getting and tears start to soak the fur and she's like, it was, it was just one time and, but I, I truly thought I felt something and it was just, and now I'm pregnant and it's, I don't know. You're what? But through the, through the tears, there's just really wide eyes on Sandira. Miss Buns, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, I, it'll, I'll figure something out. It'll be okay. If there's, if there's anything I can do. No, it's clear that the ones I love are cursed, so I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't put this burden on you. L- listen, I know it's, it's far from anything that could help, but my mom is cooking and I'd love for you to just have a nice warm bowl of soup. Just to, if you'd like. Are there any deli meats in it? Knowing her, probably not. Okay. When you're pregnant, you can't eat deli meat. Good. Ronnie, you're also welcome to join. I'll I'll stay here. Okay. All right. Thank you, Miss Aronia. Absolutely. She joins you for carrot stoop. Yeah, I called it stoop. I'm fucking. I'm stoop. It's somewhere in between. It's on like a gradient scale. (laughs) Yeah, it's just thick enough that you can't be like, "This is a soup," but it's so thin to be a stew. Kind of like a badly made like potato (laughs) soup. I'm just we're we're eating. I'm like, you know, mom, it's delicious for it to just be. It's a lot better than what we had when we were in jail. It's really fucking good. It's really good carrot soup. She Finally, is, something with flavor. I haven't had. I had gray chicken at, in the caravan. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> the chicken was gray, Mom. Larry did great, remember? Larry did oh, yeah. do great. As they're having their, their soup and I am napping, sitting with the babies, I want to um, talk to my mom again. And um, I talk to her and go like, so the bunny's pregnant with the shadow elf's kid. What do you think that's going to be? I'm like, you're, you're, you're a mom. Well, I hope it's just a child of love. Would it be a litter? I don't know. I don't know what, how, how, I don't want to get into this with my daughter, but it, I guess it would kind of depend on how much cum she <laughs> took in. I, I regret asking this question to you, mother. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, that's how babies work. You know, you got to have cum. Now, usually there's only one seed that comes in, but with rabbits, it, it, multiple seeds land in multiple eggs. I, I get it, mom. And if she's enough rabbit, she I, probably has multiple eggs. I but get it. depends on how much cum he yeah. blasted in. Mm-hmm. Are I, you regretting asking me about babies? I, I just wanted it to fold Baby. in. I I just wanted to fold into a point of I remember when I was younger and me, you and Grace, because we only had us plus Theo. Sorry, Theo. Um, we used to sit around the table and you used to read to us. And I always felt as if we had this 
wonderful family connection. I remember. And I... Well, Theo, Theo had that weird thing with you. I don't know about love, uh, Mom, like family. That was more kind of like a servant. Ma- Mama, don't <laughs> don't be nice to Theo. He's a wonderful friend. I just don't know what went wrong when it came to uh, Grace. We used to love each other, and as we grew, she started to hate me more and more. And I didn't know if that came from you taking me more so under your wing or her just being she's always wanted to be better than me and um as she as Aranya says is she starts to kind of break mm-hmm. a little bit from her um I guess you would describe a stoic attitude and um it feels like a like out of one of her four eyes tears are welling up and She's like, I don't know why she hates me so much. I don't know what I did. I don't know why she couldn't. I don't know what I did wrong. I've always tried to be a good sister. And she just decided I was the dirt beneath her boot. I know it's not my fault. But I just want to figure out where what went wrong. Sometimes I feel like it was my fault not giving her the right amount of attention. Some people are going to be the way they're going to be. And there's not much you can do to change them. You can just love on them and hope for the best. At some point that love's got to run out. I hope that she finds a way to come to her senses before it gets too bad. We'll figure that out. You can see that your mom is a spider. Uh... You can kind of read her, and she's. You can tell she still has a lot of love for your sister, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of hard for her to even. Even though she was killed by her, she still has this motherly connection where it's like, it's like she felt like okay, if this is something that she truly needed to be, to to grow herself and to make herself better, she's willing to sacrifice herself for that. You know, it's like she's just so dedicated to raising the two of you and giving you the love that she felt like you needed and the support that you felt she felt like you needed. And she kind of leans in, snuggles into your neck and goes, sorry that you have all this on your plate to deal with. But luckily now, you know, you got me and Theo here if you ever need to talk about anything. I hope um, as as soon as we finish the rest of this, um, hopefully I'll be stronger by then. And I have a um, companion that I think would be a great addition to our cause. And um, once I eventually do take over at the Combine, um, I will rebuild it to its wonderful form that it used to be. Don't worry, we will we'll get there. And a single tear drops from one of her uh, eyes as she snuggles the snuggles Theo and her and mom and the baby rabbits that she's holding and um, just sits back in the chair and relaxes. Mm-hmm. As uh, you say that you'll restore it to what it once was, uh, your mom kind of wipes the tear away with her spider leg and goes, "Baby, I, maybe the key is not returning to the past, but moving on to something different in the future." Maybe the problem's the way the combine was. I don't know. 
Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you're right. We'll get to that when it comes. Theo pipes up and he's like, so why didn't you eat with your friend? If I'm being honest, I don't think that me and any of um, the people I've been traveling with, I don't think we really connect. Um, I think Sendira has his own issues. I think that he is on his own path. And while it has been a adventure to see him grow, I just still don't think that we're there. Um, I've said some things that I don't regret, but um, it's it's nice to see him prove me wrong. I once thought of him as a coward, as a child that um, didn't know what he was doing. But to see him put in so much effort to save a creature that he knew almost nothing of it has been a wonderful experience. Maybe one day we'll be companions, but right now I just don't think that we're there. So I'd rather keep my distance before I bring him into something that he probably isn't prepared for. Okay. Well, I think if you're going to kick ass uh, and beat your sister, I think you really need to start looking into getting people on your side. Loth might be able to help you out a little bit of the way, but I don't know what all she's got in tail for you. So you're right. Allies could help. Mm -hmm. And as much as I want to help you, I'm, just a widow, Bido. Yeah, uh, I do. I guess I would have to find another um, physical Theo. No problems. Um, maybe we'll. Maybe me and Sandira can have a chat at some point. I think he's trying. I think he needs to learn how to move with his new body. He's moving a little weird. I'm half dead. <laughs> I'm half dead and jacked. Like I don't know how to do shit no more. I have 11 HP. <laughs> You have 11 HP, but it's like you just did, like, 3,000 push-ups, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got that muscle ache. Miss Buns comes to eat the stew with you guys, and it's good. Yum, mm-hmm. yum, 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 yum. Good times. Roll. Roll tight. Roll tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roll tight. Amen. As we, as we end for the night, just uh, good night, Miss Buns. She gives you a hug and says, you're a good boy. I'm just trying my best. Well, you're doing a great job, and uh, best of luck. Thank you. I go to bed, and I, I I start to meditate and go. I don't know. He's like right out there. I don't really have to. I'm gonna meditate. I'm gonna talk to Kalamesh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he he. You start to ring him up, and he goes. I'm I'm right out. I'm I'm. I'm right out. What's up? I already laid down. So. All right. Well, all right. What's up? Good night, Kalamash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what. All right. The sacred mental connection we have. Just good night. All right. Good night, Sandira. And thank you. Of course. And I'll, I'll hope to be seeing you in the morning. And you notice that we, there's like a weird hesitation in his speaking, his mental speaking. Yeah, of course. I'll see you in the morning. I go to bed. Okay. Um, I am still snuggling with the babies, and mm-hmm. I'm going to bed with the babies. Okay, cool. Night comes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day comes. Uh. Uh, your brother woke up early and started working on those portals. Mm-hmm. 
Ping, ping, ping. Donk, donk. Gong. Why was there a gong? Who knows? Uh, and uh, you guys wake up, and it's it's portal day. All of the unicorns have touched butt to horn, uh, and there's this long jumper cable, basically, of unicorns. And Kalamesh at the very end touches his horn to this arcane battery, basically, that's going to charge the portal. And your brother goes, all right, let me hold your sending stone real quick. Okay. He takes it and he sticks it next to the arcane battery. It it ignites like a flashbang oh. grenade. And then he takes it off and he goes, all right, cool. This should work in between planes now. So you can talk to me no matter what plane you're on. You guys just let me know. Come to where wherever this portal's letting you through. Come back here and we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, after all this, just, you know, make sure these guys get some rest. They've been through enough. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. We're, we're, I'm going to let them chill out. Uh, but I talked to Kelamesh a little bit earlier, and he was he he's going to make sure that everybody stays kind of in the same area so we can get them back out here when we need to summon the portal. Awesome. Okay? Well, I give him a hug. I'm like, come here, Tyrion. He gives you a hug back. I hug my mom and dad. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, fuck, dude. You got, did you get stronger? Yeah, they... They all poked their horns into me, and my muscles went. Just, Holy shit! Maybe I can get them to do that for me. Fuck, that shit hurt. Actually, feels, feels good. I'm fucking sun's out, guns out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, go to mom and dad. Say, well, I'm off to save something. <laughs> uh, your dad puts his hand on your shoulder and says, "Just make sure you're coming back." Of course. Somebody's got to keep tearing in line. Fair enough. And I uh, give a hug to my mom. Shake you back. It's good to see you back. Same for you. Hopefully we'll deal with this later. And she rustles her she rustles her hand through your hair that looks like it's on fire. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stay like this for a while if I'm being honest. It's part of growth, I guess. And then your dad slaps you on the ass, says, Get out there. Alright, Dad. <laughs> and so I make my way to the end and see Kalamesh. He's leaned over, touching his horn to the battery. He's like, what's up? You good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Positive? Is there is there anything we should discuss before I... He lets out a, a kind of a whinny to let all the other unicorns know that he's about to move his head up and everybody should all move their heads up at the same time to avoid impaling someone else in the butthole. <laughs> and... He looks at you and goes, I'm I'm worried that we might be coming to the end of our road together. I've done what I can to help you, but I don't know if we have much left to give you. I know you like I know you at this point. You're going to be getting into situations where you need to get stronger. Yeah. And I don't want to be a hindrance to you. What do you suggest? I don't know yet. That's why I haven't brought it up. I understand. Well, you know, maybe we cross that bridge when we get to it. Right. Best of luck, and if you need me, I'm just a phone call away, and he knocks you in the head. How? <laughs> You're fine. I know my arms grew three sizes last night, but Christ, that horn still hurts. 
And uh, he goes, all right, I'm going to touch this battery now. And that's when you go through. All right. Okay. Rainia, what are you doing while he's saying his goodbyes to his family and stuff? Rainia takes a deep breath. Um, on the inside, she is really hoping that they're both alive because she does need the help. Um, but she's like, all right, all right, you're, you're right, mom. No sense of playing. And um, as Sandira goes, I guess, to stand at the portal, Ryan stands next to him. And um, she looks at him and she's like, um, you ready? Yeah. Is this is this something you want to do? Obviously. Um, we've been through a lot together. I'd say so. But this is your out if you want it. In all honesty, I can't look like a coward in front of you. So I'll <laughs> take it. Shame. Shame. Shame that you're going to the lose. The portal opens up. As the portal opens up, she, she nudges um, Sandira's like, how much you want to bet Cassie is alive? You know, one of my best friends could be dead. And how much you want to bet on it? It feels wrong, too. Do you go through the portal yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All I right, just, yeah. I look at Arania. Ladies first. You guys go through the portal, and uh, the this the cities are actually pretty well lit in the Shadow Plains. That's the whole point of them is they're supposed to be a, a beacon of light um but still it's a dark setting so i mean it's dark as you guys walk through the portal you are in the middle of this massive new york like city and uh there are a group of individuals towards the front gate that are making some kind of ruckus oh well if there's anything we know it's ruckus let's go all right so i put my hood on want to go get a closer look you guys get closer and you see these men covered in blue tribal markings. Yes, we've returned, but we need to get back. We need to go speak to the ladies of light now and get support. My boy is still out there, and, and so is his friend. And we have to get help for them now. Someone get this man a cleric. And uh, they have like a snake dude uh, on some kind of gurney being pulled by an ostrich. And you see the one that's kind of making all the calls and everything looks a lot like Castiel. He God, he same, got old. <laughs> he has the same kind of hair, uh, but he has these weird markings and his, his, his face is almost identical plus like 300 years, you know, cause elves. I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I walk up, undo my hood. I can help. He looks and he's, who are you? I just came from the wilds. We're looking for someone. Hey, it's Tyler. I'm always there with you, even when you think you're alone. I love what you've done with your hair. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Legends in Training. We couldn't be more grateful for anyone who's been keeping up with the show thus far. We as players have grown to love this story so much, and we hope you have too. The mid-season finale is upon us. In the coming months, we will be winding down this portion of the story, and you do not want to miss what we have in store for you. After that, we will be taking just a short break and doing a mini-series DM'd by our own Dakota, who you may know as Castiel and Robin Woodsley. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Legend for upcoming releases and everything else we have going on. If you haven't already, be sure to like, rate, comment, or whatever it is you can do wherever you happen to be listening to this from. This really does help with our visibility and get it into the ears of as many people as possible. If you're listening on Spotify, look just below the episode and you'll see we now have a comment section thing where you can tell us what you think of the episode and it'll get published for everyone to see. Forever. 
Be sure to tune in on February 9th where we catch back up with Castiel and Echo in the Shadow Plane. Is this where the party finally reunites? Will Castiel have his day with Cudgel? There's only one way to find out. Until next time, we are Legends in Training.